Welcome to the Monday Night Men's Forum. I am Matt, Farm Hop Life. This is episode 59, Depop Must Stop. We have Homestead of Pain and Christopher Secure Coop, Drake, uh, nice, Grant. Uh, Grant's messing with his backgrounds, humming along. <laughs> uh, Drake, I can kind of see you. Oh, there he is. All right, Drake's here. Drake, uh, Silver Pasturist. Wait, does he know that he's on? Drake, can you hear me? Uh, that's okay. We're going to move on. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do some um, some personal events. Grant, I don't know how you ended up over there, but let's, let's go. Um, I've had I've had quite a few personal events recently. Uh, they've all. I don't forget you. Hey, Oh yeah, that's why I was going to ask. If you were okay. Anyway, um, I got. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I muted yeah, Christopher. I, I don't know what's I, going on there. I had gotten a scholarship this semester from a farmer's market. Oh about yeah. An hour, an hour, about an hour north of me. It's for five hundred dollars. I talked with her, met with her. She is the uh, director of said farmer's market, and she pretty much guaranteed me a spot in her market, I think, in perpetuity, it seems. Um, and then I had – we had got we got the appraisal back for the property we're looking to get. It's a lot higher than what it should be. Um, mm. And then I am going to – the farmer's market this weekend to sell mums. I'm going to take about 72 mums, uh, maybe some pickles and other stuff and take him to the farmer's market this weekend. Dude, the uh, farmer's markets have been weird. Like my, my wife went on Saturday, no herbs, nothing herbs. It was like, like regular produce and mm -hmm. flowers. So like, Flowers are like a huge market right now. It's actually yeah. kind of annoying. Oh, see, the thing is, is I'm going to blame that on TikTok and Instagram because everybody's like, let's have a flower farm. I'm like, okay. I yep. mean, yep. try it. I mean, try it. It's very untapped. It's like the, like people getting into microgreens or mushrooms. People will say at a certain point, and then it gets to a certain point where all these people do it. A lot of them probably don't make it. And then everybody's like, well, oh, it's oversaturated. I'm like, it's probably oversaturated because you don't know how to do what you're doing. Um, you don't know how to market yourself good enough. Um, because in my opinion, I don't think you can truly oversaturate what we do at the scale that there are. There's just You can go to another county over and find that market somewhere. There's always, in my opinion, a market for something so small. But yeah, I haven't seen ever seen herbs at a farm herbs at a farmer's market. And I think that's something that people oh. are missing out on. Um I mean my wife wanted to make I don't remember what it was. She wanted to make some stuff and was just gonna go to the farmer's market for some herbs and Did she want fresh? None. Yeah. I don't know I don't know how difficult it would be to make and keep fresh cut herbs like that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, um, Christopher, you're looking, uh, you're looking very like yellow green, like Joe Rogan and Ivermectin. I know the photo <laughs> was fake, but all right. There we go. Okay. Yeah. There you are. Yeah. It's like washed out. I probably had this silly background I've got back on there. You can switch that up. But anyway, um, <laughs> personal event. I, um, I had a presentation at my local prepper meetup group, 
uh, for uh, it's called the, the the topic was actually sort of start sort of started on on this show with some of our discussions about energy. The topic was redneck energy generation. Uh, and yes. The idea was to what what you know it, it, everything goes down and and what do you have around you that you can use. So I explored some really simple stuff and some esoteric stuff, some really cool, interesting concepts, and just put them all together in that. And uh, I really enjoyed putting that together and had a good conversation. But um, that was Tool Man the, Tim. What? Tool Man Tim's show? I will be. I plan to be. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I've asked him to be on his show. But no, that was at my local um, prepper group down there. Oh, around. okay. Well, uh, the joy of that got eclipsed by my oldest son, who you heard just now. That was the noise that you heard. And uh, my was, oldest son, the noise. The noise. He he was coming out to. Uh, surely was going to come out to ask me a question about the Bible because he's been like all, all of a sudden just ravished for for to study the Bible. Like he's watching videos, he's listening to, you know, sermons. He's he's reading. He's just loving it you know so that was that just made my my whole week we sat up till 1 a.m last night uh just talking about different things in the bible things like that. it was just neat to to sit and talk with him about that and to see his his eyes light up with it you know so did I just he really... mention the cute girl at church or <laughs> we're at such a small church there ain't no cute girls <laughs> there ain't no ugly ones there's just nobody cute boys them. at church yeah okay okay but uh yeah he just hey man whatever yeah he just decided to that that uh he's gonna start you know pursuing that as an interest so he's he's been just hounding me with questions every few hours nice <laughs> it's a good I, thing uh related note i went to a new church yesterday oh that's my personal event yeah yep. i like it uh it was good it okay. is it is uh, the church of death to tyrants. It's across <laughs> the street from, um, you know, don't tread on me. And it's across town from uh, the three percenters church, which is like, uh, what what do they call themselves? Like the come and take it crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the only one that hasn't been fed infiltrated yet. <laughs> But I, I actually know. went. I actually went to a diff, like a new church. I, I checked yeah. out an Orthodox church yesterday. Oh, okay, Orthodox church. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what you like. I don't know. I'm checking it out. All right. I so far I like it. So yeah, we'll see. All right. Yep. That's it. That's my first event. Drake. Drake is coming and going. I don't know what where if, where wherever he's at. Okay. Uh, moving on. So depopulation. Yeah. Depop must stop. Uh. The, the voting on this was a nightmare, but, and it was John's idea too. And he's not even here. So oh, I mean, only like three people said anything. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I, that was something else. Yeah. There's Drake. Hello, Drake. Can't steer, he can't hear us. Hello. Maybe he can't hear us. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hello. Uh, can't hear you. No. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, dude, we can hear you. All right. Uh, so Grant, uh, you, you had a lot to say, you had a lot of good things to say about China, I think. What? Grant. Yeah. Grant. Yeah. China. What about it? I don't know. You if had I had a lot of good things good to, to say, say about China when, uh, okay. Moving on. 
Uh, Christopher. <laughs> Let me go back what? to the chat and check. Uh, what was this article that you linked? Yeah, yeah. so it just so happened to be on Zero Hedge, and it was like, um, maybe you can pull it up, show it. Is like how the, the birth rates in Europe are shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. And uh, oh, by the way, to put my little, uh, to change my hat to, I will go try my tin foil. Says okay. I'm all working, but okay. I'll be uh, to 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 uh, put a little bit of a um, tin foil hat on. I tried to share this link tonight with my Facebook, and Facebook almost never, I almost rare, rarely ever has any problem like showing the graphic for the YouTube. And if it does, you just repost it. I try like four or five times. I couldn't show the graphic for this YouTube, which makes me go, eh, wonder if they don't like this topic being discussed. Wait, this, for this show? For this show. Yeah. Ah, weird. Yeah, Wait, yeah. It wasn't the, it wasn't the StreamYard link, right? It was the YouTube no, link? It's the YouTube link. Like I Okay, always just double checking. Yeah. I always put the YouTube oh. up and I'd never have a problem. So we got, anyway. a, we got a fine uh, woman in the chat. Hello. Hello, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the uh, the article. Um, oh yeah, there she is. Hello, Sherry. Um, back to the article. Um, it, it was talking about how Europe was depopulating. You want to pull it up? Sure, I can pull that up. I, I went can. back to the chat, and I didn't say a single thing about China. I just said things about the thing I probably can't talk about here. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, Europe's fertility problem. Yeah, there you are. So they're they're just having fewer and fewer children, and uh, France is dropping, dropping, dropping. And there is depopulation going on now. The causes are, of course, the controversy, but it's without doubt that we're going off of a cliff. So. Hmm. Sorry, guys. I thought I had this all ready to roll. That's all right. Hey, can you, you can hear us now. Oh no, he still can't hear us. All right. Uh, this no. is good. This is great. The okay. So, but did it say why, or people they're just having less kids? Yeah, I don't think they say why in this one. It, I didn't ah. see it. Yeah, but so uh, they're having one point five four, and it needed to be two point oh five just to maintain. Just to maintain. Yeah, about two. That's, you know, with children dying. And of course, you need to have a male and a female. And sure. So, yeah. Yep. And yep. Uh, the, the, the tinfoil hat I wear is, is thinking about the Georgia Guidestones and how they were just demolished. And that got that story got swept under the rug. Like, what was that? What's that about? I forgot about that, dude. The, yeah, there's so many weird things that happened in there the last really few years that I yeah. I can't you can't keep track you can't of keep them. Keep track of them all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that about? about? And they were talking about you know on the guidestones for the viewers who haven't heard of them. Uh, they're a, a large Stonehenge in Georgia, and they have written on them that we as a society we need to drive ourselves to only have five hundred million occupants on the earth, and that's it, no more. And and uh, like a year or two ago. They just got attacked or, or missile launch or whatever. 
they 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 got blown it was like up. a controlled demolition they kind got of thing. Straight up blown away. They got blown up and then they cleaned up the evidence uh before anybody could really investigate, and that was it. Like it's yeah, it's it so very weird. quick. It's so weird. So yep. um I mean, so is uh is D depopulation even a problem that's a good question i mean i'd say it is with how they're trying to depopulate okay okay so it's the depopulation the isn't a problem but the methods of depopulation are uh no i mean depopulation is a problem because if you can't replace yourself you know replace at least your existing populations you're going to have a hard time with upkeep and maintenance of all the the insane development we've had in the past few years but at the same time they're still just trying to kill everybody yeah malthusian economics would say there's only a limited number of resources but history has proven that we can expand the pie you know, like the, the Malthusian economics, the, the people who say, oh, we got to depopulate. The pie is fixed in size. You only have so many resources. But we have found ways to better use our resources. And we got people like permaculturists. I think it was Jeff Lawton. He said uh, that he thinks that the earth has actually about uh, the carrying capacity of about eight times what we have people that we have now. Um, Based on what? On just his knowledge of permaculture and how you can expand your resources instead of wastes. There's a lot of waste. There's a ton oh, so, okay, of waste. so expand them or stretch them. So like like you 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 have the same volume of resources, but yeah. you're able to use them, U utilize them to their better. full yeah. potential instead so of just like I only ate half this banana, bro. Yeah, right. Away. So I, whether it's stretch or expand, I think the idea is that you're just better okay making use of what you've already got um, and so, so much of, of waste is just wasted you know it's just mm -hmm. it's awful and that's one of the things i talked about in the uh um the uh pepper meetup is was that um from our garbage and from our trash there's just so many things you can do with with even even today but especially grip down but but uh, even today um I see Sharice left a note there. Sharice, uh, see what she's. Our family. Our family go ahead. No, our family physician said the alarms are going off amongst the OBGYN because of all the fertility issues. Yeah, and our our, our physician is uh, also a prepper, and he's quite alive. He sent me some interesting, awake, I should say, interesting videos to watch, and uh, it's neat neat talking with him. So. Yeah, I I think. You know, people roughly my age, it seems like 50% of them seem to need some sort of fertility aid in order to get pregnant. Like yeah. when they're planning on having kids, yeah, it seems like 50% like need some sort of help or, you know, straight up, you know, IVF or, yeah. you know, a full on surrogate, you know, um, well, any number of things. It's all sorts of things. Uh, my child's an IVF child, and you know it's like we look at my wife's history, and it, from her, you know she was the one with fertility issues. But it's like <laughs> I'm not pointing fingers, but <laughs> no, but there's uh, you know like acne drugs that the doctors put her on as a teenager. Like there's Accutane, I believe it's called. 
sure. like fr freaking horrible. They, you know, it's uh, no doubt that's caused problems in her system. And, you know, and it's uh, she's very healthy and has always lived a good lifestyle. Her mom's, you know, an old hippie. They've had always had good food and those things, but just the, it's it's all around you, right? But it's not just that. It's all the other types of medicines they give you oh. and pretty much force onto you. And not only that, now the the such wide-scale use of something like birth control, which can't be filtered out of our water systems, which just goes back into our water systems, not to mention the terrible food products that, we're, that we've basically been stuck with our entire lives. Um, it's, you know it's kind of stacked against you and now it's more of a standard for people waiting till in their you know till they're 28 30 to start having kids which is fine but you never really know if you have any if most people will wait too late this and then like by the time if they ever have any hardships they're 35 years old so don't have a kid yeah, yeah. it's hard man and then also that cost of living is is increasing so much you have the the very dr drastic change in views against children and having children by the you know more le left scale of these things of uh, just being like oh my dog is my child <laughs> I know your dog is a dog I'm sorry <laughs> you, it will never equate to a child for you um, and and it's really shifted a lot into that. Matt, you were you were back to your original question is was you know, is it good or is it bad? I think it's a really good thing to have more humans that are productive. I am ambivalent about millions more idiots. Have has anybody not seen at least the intro to Idiocracy? Yeah. Yeah. I so I just watched yeah. that movie for the first time like two weeks ago. Yeah, so nice. the, the intro uh, for the viewers who haven't seen it is it's talking about in present day, uh, the the fertility doctors and the and the uh, surgeons, they work really hard to preserve the uh, the idiots of the world who hurt themselves. Uh, but they but the smart people are like, well, the world is just too dangerous to bring children to the world. We think we're going to wait. And so you got your you know the dumb getting dumber and the and the smart uh, dying out. And so millions more idiots, I don't know that would necessarily be a, a good future, but millions and millions and yeah. millions of uh, smart people working on problems. Humanity has enough problems, so we, we, if we have more people, we can work on them. So. Yeah, but now we got AI, so who cares? Yeah. That, we'll let AI fix it. That's that's a probably a piece of it. I think that's where so we're like, driving you need less people to do the same or greater amount of work. Yes. See? Yeah. It all works out. Right. We don't. We don't need. We don't need all those people. Maybe the, those guidestones were right. We can just cap it at five hundred. Yeah. Five hundred yeah. million. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what in history automations have typically. Uh, well, automations have an interesting thing. I, I'm kind of like trying to start an automation company, so I'm, uh, this is a topic I like. Um, but automations have canceled some jobs but opened new ones so yeah uh, in general the net effect of an automation is more jobs so people freak out about you know the, all the self-checkout lanes well that's freed up people to do other things and um yep and so but the ai uh, yeah 
AI AI could be the one that breaks that trend. I don't know. No, I doubt it. You doubt it? I mean, yeah, it is industry like like it's not just industry specific. It's every industry. Um but that's fine. I think yeah. I think we're ready for better stuff and I'm let's let's see it. <laughs> I want I want better stuff now. <laughs> so Grant shared something interesting about China. I know he says he didn't. It was actually about Italy. Italy and China are two very completely different places, sir. <laughs> I'm what, sorry. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> what what was it, Grant? Share share what you shared. Uh, the 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 thing from Twitter. Yes, the thing from Twitter. Do I need to like speak on it? Just what what is it like what okay fine to put these words together okay so essentially what it is is it's population replacement you're shipping in thousands and thousands of pretty much young men from africa and other nations into places like this particular island in italy where they imported about ten thousand young men when there's only 6,000 Italians that live on the island. Oh, wow. I mean, that's almost complete population replacement. And that, that's a whole that's a whole different subject. Hmm. That seems uh, not good. <laughs> no. So so what where did he say where these are coming from? I, I read like two or three things on it. And um, I was at school all day. I couldn't really sit down and uh, go into it further than that sure uh, but it's been happening for decades it's been happening for years even here you know they keep our they keep our borders open while every other country is allowed to keep their borders closed but almost every single western nation is importing immigrants you know like they can't get enough of them when you when you slow down and look at the problems of that excess amount of you know what is considered refugees in places like France, when it comes to the homeless population, um, or even more, when these people are told to come here, they spend their entire life savings and other people's life savings to get them here so because they're going to make it. And then when they tell them to get here, tear up your, you know, your birth certificate and ID number, okay, well, then they can never get back home, but they can also never do anything here. So they, they're just trapped. And it's basically just a huge hmm. smuggling program yeah cool. you said the word smuggling and that's that's the that hits on the, the word i've been thinking about since you're talking about this is the slavery is like this has echoes mm -hmm. of slavery it's not slavery but it just kind of seems to me like it has like a lot of the same desires have uh, that are driving this you know it's human trafficking for sure that's kind of what it i is. was thinking yeah but it's not like it's human trafficking for um the exportation of you know children or women it's more just the monetarily export of these random people who think they're going to get better and i don't really fault these people you have to fault the the western leadership at every so who's going to be the liam neeson to get all these people back home safely <laughs> well they're uh, established their new i life. feel like if anybody were to come out and try to do that they'd be labeled a fascist and and you know subsequently um every everybody's I, a fascist and racist aren't they 
Yeah, that, pretty much. It's like the new thing. But what kills me is what, what up, my fascist? Is all these all these people from different nations coming to the United States, which I get is the land of opportunity to build a better life for themselves, when they could stay in their country, put in the work to build up their nation and have put their nation where their nation should be with its own greatness. And that, that, that fails a lot of the time, again, because of external influences from other nations like the United States, the, the Somalia um, back whenever had a pretty stable, you know, they were pretty stable for a long while until the CIA came in and pretty much, you know, gave these war, these warlords a whole bunch of, you know, weapons. And then they just destabilized everything. Well, that's all of Latin America too. You know, all the, yeah, all the wave it's been ag ag subsidies, dumping grain into their markets since the seventies. Like we've destabilized all these places. It's, it plays into the fact that everything is broken. Like, all this is kind of one big circular chain and every link is pretty much broken everywhere. There's I no, would like no to add, like, like there's, there's nothing wrong with, with immigrants, like on their own. Like they, we used to be, no. I mean, this is like a nation of immigrants, right? They used yeah. to come, like people would come here because like they gave up everything just to be here and like they made like a name like they wanted success they wanted to own things they wanted they wanted their kids to like have a better life and like they can still do all these things but like i think we also like we made it way too easy so like we, if you don't want to do anything well then you don't have to do anything you'll be taken care of but like when you have everything to lose, that's like when you're going to like work harder and make sure you're not going to fail. Cause you know what it's like to have nothing. You don't want to go back. Yeah. And I don't fault people for coming here. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. Look, look at every single class of Except people. For Drake, he here. left. <laughs> um, you look at the Irish, the Irish came as indentured servitude as indentured servants. You look at all the, you know, when, a lot of the Asian group came in. Well, they were kind of put to work building railroads. You know, yeah. I mean, that's that's the job. However, that if they were forced into it, were the only jobs they could really take. Every single different group of people, if you look at them ethnically, that came to the United States, every new group got ultimately shit on every single time. Sure. If it went from one to the next. So you had the Italians. The Italians came, well, then you had the Irish, and then everybody shot on them. And then the Germans came, and everybody shot on them. So it's not like it's not like this is exclusive to specific groups of people, if you understand what I'm hitting at. Sure. And um, so, yeah. So this, this importation of other cultures is a way to – do you think it's actually snuffing out, um, I guess – Bo like born citizens or whatever, whatever the term so is. If kind of a big thing in is a, most people will say that white people don't have a culture, which is strange, which is um, that makes no sense because like 
okay, what kind of white? Like British yeah. white, Russian yeah. white, Slovak, like you know, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, German white, yeah. Um, so Viking white, exactly. And it's like everybody has their own culture, but specifically take into the America. They always kind of push it as the American melting pot or whatever. Like that's so stupid. Because most most immigrants, let's be honest, they don't melt. They don't assimilate. They don't assimilate. Sure. They stick they to their melt. own. They come in, they build their own little mini Mexicos, their own little mini Iraqs, and they set up their own shops. Which is fantastic. Bring in your yeah. your culture, your heritage, and build that here. Learn some English people. Speak English people. Come on now. You know? I'm sorry, but if Maybe. you live in a community of of a, everybody around you speaks Spanish, okay, you're not you're not really coming here and assimilating. You're not really coming here and taking part in our nation. You know. I know. That's no. kind of well, it, it it spreads out. Like Miami has a lot of Cubans, and there mm -hmm. is now uh, being recognized a Miami English. And there's not a whole lot of differences, but one thing that I, I remember was from the article I read that uh, in Miami English you, you don't you don't get out of the car, you come down from the car. And there's a few other like things that they have picked up from Spanish speakers who use Spanish language rules to form English words to you know with their with their grammar. So they use Spanish Spanish grammar rules on English language. That's cool. That sounds pretty cool. And it's turned into its own language. So, it's, yeah, uh, the first generations maybe don't uh, assimilate, but I think the second, third, and fourth uh, start to. Um, and uh, and by the way, so we're back. You know, the, the, you were Matt. You were you were talking about uh, earlier how how immigrants used to be used to come in and benefit. And I, I remember to they used to come with, in and whoop ass. That's what yeah. they used to do. Uh, there was a talk that Milton uh, Friedman gave about um, immigration that really changed my mind on it. And uh, he said that before 1918 or whatever it was roughly in there, uh, the immigration was a blessing to America. It always increased our prosperity. It all People always came in and worked. And he said the difference is after about that time frame, uh, we started to have welfare. We started to have... So the, the Republicans are just as guilty of this as, as the Democrats with their push for Social Security. And all of that means that uh, immigrants, when they come in, they can they can become you know citizens and absorb a lot of those uh, uh, you know, social programs. But if we didn't have them, immigration would actually be a huge net benefit. But we, because we have you know so many gimmies mm. uh, that it's actually a drain on society. So yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And so much of those things too are they see they're stacked against work. Like we saw that in Canada with the COVID serve program, serve uh, which was, you know, supposed to be a bridge, but then they didn't let anybody work. Like, okay, if you want to give them some welfare to get on their feet, but then don't disqualify them the moment they get a job, have some bridge so that they're so that they have their, so that there's some benefit to getting a job. And now it's yeah. almost like it's a detriment. If you get a job, yeah. we're gonna give take them, away your support. Give them like a six month you know, slow, you know, release from said that give give them six months within a job. You just can't then, make it a, either or. Can't be 
take the benefits and don't work or work and don't get any. Yeah, benefits. at some point there has to be some overlap so you can actually peacefully transition off of that. All right. I got a statistic here. Yeah. In 2020, state and local governments spent $791 billion on public welfare. I'm going to be real with you guys. I feel like 80% of that just went into people's pockets before it even made it anywhere. Sure. When you, th when you throw numbers around like that, $700 billion is such an insane number. How many hands does that go through how many before it reaches to who it needs to? I mean, how many hands are getting in that pie and pulling out fistfuls of you know, oh, yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars before it actually goes to who it needs to go to? So when it goes to immigrants that are in the states, sometimes they'll give them away to their, their neighbors. But when they spend it in the states, if, unless an immigrant is doing, you know, investment, investing in some personal business or in, in some stocks or some bonds for themselves, if they're not investing, that money just flows out of, toward um, business owners. So it, more or less, welfare is a subsidy on business owners. But only it, it depends on where they shop. So if it's like, let's say, like, like, like Grant's talking about. So, um, you know, the whoever comes in, you know, they go to their little cultural area, right? Probably have those small business owners, like they spend money with those small business owners. So it stays in their little community and not everyone else. Is that what you're saying? Um, no. Well, oh, okay. let me, let me uh, when a person invests in a business, then that money goes to their own pockets. But otherwise, it goes to someone else. A business owner, when he buys supplies, he's going to buy it from big conglomerate or Walmart or, you know, sure. so that money eventually just finds, finds its way out of the even even if it circulates to the big corporations anyways. Yeah, we don't do a whole lot of local shopping, period. You know, we might, sure. some, a woman might go get her nails done. Uh, the guy is going to get a haircut, but a lot of that stuff now just goes out to the big corporations. So. so it pretty much just goes to BlackRock and Vanguard. Like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's where it all ends up. Like everything, like the whole the whole push to bail out people with college debt. If you use your brain to think about it, what is that doing? If you're going to give $1.3 trillion to clear all college debt, what are you doing? You're giving the banks money. Yeah. You're bailing out big banks. 100%. <laughs> That's, They're getting it anyways. What's the matter? It's basically a bailout for the banks again. At this yeah, point, I that just, sounds good. We're, we're, uh, yeah, we're, pro we're probably so far screwed that who cares? Exactly. I mean, let's, it just, is let's just go for it. Let's see what happens. We're in a simulation, anyways. This is I mean, they're, simulation. They're treating it like yeah, it's it. That's funny. Um, man, I had something. Now, now I lost it. Uh, so gardening. So gar I knew you were gonna bring it up. <laughs> okay, so Scott, we're here. Be like, so what are solutions? Give me solutions. Yeah. Oh, we gotta think on solutions. You know, I think uh, I think I did my part. Uh, I have two kids. Grant, you should have like three by now. So, 
Um, I think time-wise, only one could have been possible, and unless you know they're stacking in the womb, only one could have been possible at this at this point. Um, uh, <laughs> nice. Give me did you like, get your like Did you get your years. girlfriend a uh, Did you get your girlfriend a Berkey water filter or something like that to make sure um, she's she's drinking clean water and. You know, I guarantee you, she's not drinking clean water. She hardly <laughs> ever drinks water, so no. oh, it so, so there's there's uh, birth control in the Gatorade or something. <laughs> no, it's mostly like sweet tea and milk. Milk's all right. All right. I love milk's milk. all right. I could drink like a gallon a day. For sure. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I believe it. I believe you. Other other solutions besides Grant. Uh, and it's growing <laughs> repopulating I mean, it's, it's, the planet. He's countering the yeah, he's countering the depopulation trend. I would say I mean, if you look at who is pushing this depopulation, how they're affecting this depopulation, it all stems back to our government and their policies again with welfare and other policies towards families. Um, and also just your, your the current social climate is not in favor. It's. I feel like it's slowly starting to kind of climb backwards, but you're constantly being poisoned. You know, you're, you're con unless unless everybody really drastically look at their health. You know, the age of life, I guess what you call it, is extending constantly, but you're not living that life. You sure. know. If you're 70 and they're just pumping you full of so much crap that your body can't die and decay by itself because it's just so full of so many drugs, you know, you're basically mummifying yourself alive. Yeah. Um, you know, people are going to live longer and they're going to they're going to take more out of the system. They're going to put they're going to take more strain on everything. Hmm. And then on top of that, I mean, so it kind of goes towards, you know, Canada's, you know, you have a cold, we'll euthanize you. <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's a difficult subject. Um, because so if government uh, caused this problem, is government the only one that can fix it, really? With, like, through there's through a incentives? Form of, there's, there's a form of government <laughs> that can of fix it. To all of life's problems. Um, I don't think government. the form of government that can fix it will be the best type of government. So what, a, like, like, like economic incentives? So like tax breaks or subsidies or something? So there are a lot of tax breaks already, but I think you have to look at it as the kind of tax breaks it gives make it strictly for married couples don't no i mean as much as i get i get i thought it like, i thought it promoted unmarried couples so like a single welfare. woman gets more that's, than yeah that, that's not necessarily tax breaks that's well that's free health care oh sure if you're yeah. a single mom with 18 children from 92 different dudes i mean <laughs> It's just, it's just. I don't know how that math works, but well, uh, I'm curious. Yeah, trust me, that math's there. I mean, it's a. Uh, it was a kind of like a share a cup kind of situation. This yeah. is gross. Um, 
Uh, I'm not going to say that joke. Um, <laughs> Thanks. This is a family show, remember? Yeah. So it's more – that's more of a, in my opinion, a welfare issue. But giving tax breaks to families, absolutely. Um, I just don't think we should have taxes, period. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's not, not going to happen in uh, as the I next would, 10 generations. There, nope. are no, there, aren't, there aren't fixes to these problems. There, are there aren't fixes to these problems. There, are, there are solutions to these problems. What's that mean? What's the solution versus a fix? Oh, you're saying it'll never get there, fixed. There are solutions you can create, but they will never fix the problem. Because the problem is created intentionally. Okay, so then couldn't you uh, fix the problem intentionally? No, it will never happen. There's just one final solution. <sighs> nuke them uh, all. They take out from orbit and, and nuke them from orbit. What is? I mean, yes. What are we on? I'm lost know. now. You have let me talk for way too long. It's yeah. I'm kind of regretting that part. <laughs> I'm loving it. I, what? Where are we anymore? Um, <laughs> you, so, you lost solutions. me. Thanks for derailing the show. <laughs> So solutions. I, I mean, one is uh, is to turn. I, I don't think these solutions are going to be adopted. I don't have. I'm not optimistic they'll be adopted. They could, but one is to turn the people's opinions away from. You know, more humans are evil. We're like Jack Spicko likes to say, uh, such and such is man-made, not natural, is a false statement because mankind is part of nature. Yeah. Um, so one is we we we. Re- Returning to an idea, a perspective that more humans are not bad, more humans are uh, can be a blessing, can be. And then the other um, thing would be just more exposure to permaculture thoughts and ideas. And I think that would just do so much to uh, to help the first, go, you know, which is to help people ha- have the opinion that humans are not bad. Um so permaculture would be return of surplus. So you take the surplus humans and compost them. <laughs> Soylent greenest people. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What, yeah um, wasn't wasn't there an article not too long ago about like, hey, how about cannibalism? Like, yeah, yeah. Ever, ever thought about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's <laughs> normal? Not not a not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> who who wrote that anyways? I'm gonna I look that up. Not, Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just the, as you have a, if you can imagine just like a third of the lawns in America were changed to vegetable gardens, people would say to themselves, you know, we do have enough that we could have more kids and they, you know, we don't need to be in a, a, a debt slave. We could do this and we could, you know, and just that, let that trend continue. I'm not optimistic about it, but I think that would be a good solution if people wanted to accept it. So that's kind of what I was saying is there are solutions, but then they'll, they're not. We got back to Grant's garden really quick. Um, you can't permaculture your way out of this for everybody. If that makes sense, people have to come to that decision themselves and an overwhelming majority of people will not reach that decision. 
An overwhelming majority of people will not push for these changes to be made because they're complicit. We're living in in idiocracy. (laughs) We are. Yeah. And when you have all these things, you can't govern. I don't. I don't think you can government your way out of these problems. Nope. I. I don't think there will be a strong enough cultural shift to truly get us out of where we are. Because you look at it from the permaculture side of just growing enough food for your family. What does that do? That just breaks, that that just, you know, helps repair the chain of of the food system uh, of the over industrialized agriculture industry. You know, takes it more into individuals' hands. But when everything, when the rat race Nobody slows down enough to even start that. Yeah, that rat race does keep us quite occupied, doesn't it? That's why they. That's why we have a race to keep us in it. <laughs> keep us. I, I think one thing, up. one idea, if I can add in there, that sort of both the last two thoughts of I think are circling around is. Uh, well, I'll step back and say I think like this: the fertility issue is really two parts, and we've kind of touched on like. There's chemical and environmental issues whereby people yeah. that want to have kids are not able to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And probably even another subtle or more subtler part of that to where people are missing a drive that they don't even know that they're missing um, mm-hmm. because of some of these same in, uh, hormone disruptors and those sorts of things yeah. and other to- toxins. But then I think the other piece that really drives like the, you know, the people that aren't having babies because of climate change or whatever is really – and I don't like this word in a more general sense, but it's hope and people don't have a lot of hope. And so no. that's where I think like, yeah, when people, if we talk about this idea of whether it's permaculture gardens, um, you know, really what, it's not the food that people are worried about. Cause really a lot of people aren't so crunched with food that they're actually not having kids for fear of feeding them, but they don't have hope and they're not inspired. And so yeah. your garden's not going to feed their family, but even just like the beauty yeah. of your garden can inspire and then i think it's like beauty and hope it can be a wellspring that sort of leads to you would think that grant would be the most hopeful then he's like the least hopeful <laughs> <laughs> well see, see that's this thing i'm a uh, my white pill turns it starts as a black pill because it's like you know yeah it's always black pill first you're not <laughs> gonna peace and love your way out of this situation at all yeah, I don't. I, maybe that's maybe that's the only. You way. just have to outlast everybody else. You know what I mean? So it's I'm always extremely optimistic for the the future. We're not in the future. We're in now. We'll be in the now for the next ten years. Well, you know, my future is my children's. <laughs> you know, I don't think you know how time works. Which is it's. It's not, it's, I'm not speaking in such of a linear aspect in time. It's more when you think of the white pill and the black pill situation, you know, when you're black pill, you think nothing, you know, everything is screwed and there is no hope period. For me, it's more of a realistic white pill. Shit's going to get bad, really bad. That's why you have to prepare yourself enough to feed your family and any other families that have been placed in your path to take care of. And you'll you'll pull out through the other side and of that then, event, and, and you'll you be will, the strong one. You, that there is your hope. 
there is your white pill. You will live through it. Well, and the that's element the of time is the element of time is why I don't really like the idea of hope too, because hope is this future thing where we're, you know, <clears throat> wanting a better future. But we should just really do, you know, I don't want a better. I don't hope for a better future for my child. I give her a better now. You make that's, it. Re that's really all we can do is make a yeah. better now. You can't hope for a better future. You have to make a better future. You have to make a better now, and then eventually, yes, a make a better now, now will be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That was way better, Drake. Thank you. That was way better than anything Grant ever said. This <laughs> I'm pretty sure I laid some good groundwork for him to, you know, spruce it up for me. Yeah. He softened it up for me. Maybe he was just tired of you talking. <laughs> I'm tired of you talking. I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. <laughs> Shoot. I hope it's not distracting. I hear processing giant. I went to my mushroom yard right before dinner, and I've just got piles and piles of shiitakes I've been putting. Oh, wow. There's the gardening aspect. There's yes. the gardening. This is the the result of our chat so far. Is these are about to go in the dehydrator. Which oh. one of those mushrooms do you gotta eat in order to live ten years from now? <laughs> well, right one will now. make you taller. All of them. <laughs> you gotta eat all of them. Taller, shorter. Yeah. Time, time travel. I, I've seen the future. It's now. <laughs> the future is now. The future is now. So, um, about them bugs. Okay, what so now nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. I was, I was I was trying to I was trying to look up real quick some other some other solutions. All right. But I think I think that was really just like the biggest one is like you can't be thinking about. Yes, there's problems today. Yeah. And in 10 years, there's going to be new problems on that day. And so you just got to like keep moving forward and like planning ahead. Like, just, it's just life is just constantly solving problems for a better now, more convenient yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. And from the perspective, I say a lot of the people have and are kind of, I guess, bubble is the problems we have today will progressively get worse and spiral into increasingly greater problems in the future. Uh, they're not, they're not, they're not yeah. necessarily going to be new problems. They're going to be problems built off of problems that are built off of problems. I've learned to be not so dogmatic about the future because this is not the first time in history we've had crises. <laughs> so You can't change it. So I think that we're in a dangerous place, but but they could turn it around. Who knows? There could be some miracle. So do you think it's like like a, like a governing body needs to change this, or is it like a group collective of just like regular people that are like there's gonna like a mindset shift that's just like yeah, it's gotta be we were we were thinking like this, and then yeah. slowly. The, yeah, it's got to be a mindset shift. Well, because it, it has to be a mindset shift because it can't be a governmental shift. Yeah, government that, can Im impose solutions, but if people don't follow, they're not gonna. They're just not gonna follow. And I think that's a hopeful idea too, because I think the idea of like a conscience shift or collective conscience shift means that we don't have to shift every last person. I think there are tipping yeah. points here, and I forget yeah. what the theory is, like the thirtieth monkey or whatever, right? Like, there's a yeah, point yeah. where it just like whoo, flips because. Especially because I think the people that are so rooted in despair 
they're actually unmoored to anything. So it's dispersed or they're floating, you know, and if you think about mm. the analogy of being unmoored, and then if there's hope that's moored to something, it's much easier for that despair to sort of flip over because they don't really have a foundation. It's, it's more lost and floating. And so if there's hope that's rooted or if there's a better reality rooted in a solid foundation, it's just, it's by its nature going to, you know, create its own gravity almost. Yeah. All right. Where, where I, those I, lost folks don't have it. Yeah. I, I got to, I got to share something here. This, this right here. All right. So if there's this dude. Leadership oh my god, making way too loud. And let's watch movement happen. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys can't hear this. Because, oh, you can hear it. Yeah. Yep. All right. I don't know why this works in none of my other videos that I tried to play on here. Uh, whatever. Anyway, so this guy is just dancing by himself, and the second guy comes in and starts like it called. It's called first follower. Yeah. Notice how he's calling to his friends to join in. It takes steps to be a first follower. Stand out, great ridicule yourself. Being a first an underappreciated. Like now, this looks like super goofy. First follower transforms a bone nut into a leader. If the leader <laughs> is the flint, the first follower is the spark that really makes the fire. Now here's the second follower. This is a turning point. It's proof the first has done well. Now it's not a lone nut, and it's not two nuts. Three is a crowd, and a crowd is news. A movement must be public. Make sure outsiders see more than just the leader. Everyone needs to see the followers, because new followers emulate followers, not the leader. Now here come two more people, then three more immediately. Now we've got momentum. This is the yeah. tipping point, and now we have a movement. As more people <laughs> jump in, it's no longer risky. If they were on the fence before, there's no reason not to join in now. Here they come they running. They won't stand out, they won't be ridiculed, and they will be part of the in-crowd if they hurry. And over the next minute, you'll see the rest who prefer to stay part of the crowd, because eventually they'd be ridiculed for not joining. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how a movement is made. Yeah. So let's recap what we've learned. If you are a version of the shirtless dancing guy, all alone, Remember the importance of nurturing your first few followers as equals, making everything clearly about the movement, not you. All right, blah, 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 whatever. You guys get yeah. it. Um, yeah. So that's like the 30th monkey thing, I'm guessing, that Drake is talking about. Yeah, so like similar. All of a sudden that so like we're we're you know, the hive mind or whatever is like, no, let's whatever situation we're currently in, the trend is shifting, then there's the tipping point now. There's a lot of momentum in the other way. And I think we're seeing we're, that with like the homeschooling movement. Because oh yeah, when I was a kid, it was like a hundred thousand people nationwide, and now with thanks to COVID, I mean, leftist teachers insisting that children stay at home was the best gift that the homeschool movement could have ever gotten because yeah, you know, the numbers exploded, and now we're in, in the mil multiples of millions of kids nationwide, and just growing higher and higher and higher. So movements do like you know. There, there is hope. Can I just tell yeah. you a little bit about the the monkey thing? I looked it up. It's the hundred yeah, it. the hundred monkey principle about collective consciousness, and it talks in the fifties. There was a group of scientists that did research on macaque monkeys in uh, Japanese island. What they do, and they would drop these monkey sweet potatoes. However, just one young monkey one day took and he rinsed his the sand off of a sweet potato at a nearby lake, and discovered that he liked it better. And then not at, long after that. You know, 
more monkeys on the island adopted the ritual. Um, and then as monkeys spread out, um, like monkeys that had never come in contact with ever a, a sandy sweet potato in their life, just by habit, were then ritualistically washing all their food. And so huh. this hmm. idea was, yep, um, the hundred monkey principle. So it wasn't 30. The hundred monkey principle of uh, collective consciousness. Um, hmm. And it just, you know, talks out of sort of, yeah, it's like uh, energetic change can ripple through. We don't, you know, it doesn't have to be everybody doing what Joel Salatin did because he made a nice chicken tractor. Eventually these ideas sort of catch on and people are adopting them and bringing, you know, whatever it is, stewardship principles, ethics of permaculture into their life without ever having that like driving impetus. But it is, it's this, the energy of that whole of the system is rippling through, um, you know, through in sort of in a, in a sense creating culture around this idea, whatever it may be. Sure. And like, I've, I've heard of Joel Salatin. I've read one of his books, but I don't follow what he does. I follow what other people do who probably have followed Joel Salatin. And so yeah. like, I'm that 101 monkey or whatever. Yeah. I look like a monkey. And Thanks. There you go. <laughs> Very nice. All right. That That's it. That's it. All right. That, I can't think right. of else to add. Yep. That, that sounds great. Um, Grant, give us a, give us a gardening update. Uh, my figs. I was kidding. <laughs> All right. What didn't we talk about? What didn't we talk about that? What, that you guys want to, want to touch on real quick, quickly. Um, I would just say that, 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 uh, one thing is contributing to this issue of depopulation driving people to to want to not have children is is a separation of the concept of sex from making children for, for me it's a beautiful thing i study when i study biology think about replication of 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 plants and and it, our all natures are like i want a wife so that i can have children that's the knit it's the impulse that's nature and so when we deny that we just sort of see things start breaking down and I, I want to see more and more people make that solid yeah, it's not it's an, it's an obvious connection but it, it's not i don't think it's just well rooted it's like it's like yeah it's for having children but not really it's also for having fun and we're going to focus on the having fun part but it's it, it, it's just one and the same and get yeah, people start get people start thinking more and more about about biology about making more humans and putting those connections back together more solidly, I think, would go too far to us. You know, no, more humans are not necessarily a bad thing. So, Grant, what was uh, your mom's advice? Huh? About uh, sleeping naked or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Keeping your testicles cold. Um... Well, son, son, that's right. Joel, um, uh, what's his name? The Joe Rogan. Talk about. Sunning your testicles. No, not even no. that. No. Not even no. that huh? That's different um, advice. Yeah. Grant's yeah. mom is not Joe Rogan. Yeah. No. Um, I don't. I don't remember exactly how I worded it or how to word it now. It was something about newlyweds should sleep in bed naked. Yeah. Pretty much. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Pretty much. That's. I will that's say uh, another. 
there's a huge disconnect. Um, I know a lot of the things I speak from is kind of from my age group and my age group's ish perspective. And there's a huge disconnect from just the stupidity of what is my generation. And they're not, I don't feel like they're going to get the message to have hope. Hmm. I don't think there's going to be a hundred monkeys to kind of come together and have a singular thought. Um, so I, I do think it is short-term doom, long-term win. Hmm. Very much so. Yeah, I got to play the long game. It's always a long game. If you are if you are doomed for the long run, I'm sorry. Mm. I, I have several friends that are extremely dark, like black billed to no hope wow. forever. It's it's we're just finished. We're done. Yeah. The, the having hope in the end, in my opinion, is what makes it a white pill because it's not going to be okay right now. It's fine. We're alive. We're living, but it's not really going to be okay. I mean. Food prices are increasingly going up. Everything is increasingly going up. Where does that stop? What's breaking point? There, there, there are other breaking points almost in every single market right now that that will eventually have some type of correction. That sure. is not just you know, you know, a very nice, lovely little floating, you know, correction. That is what, in my opinion, is the darkness. There, there's gonna, there's, there's always gonna be a hard time before the good time, yeah, and sure. we're in. That's just pretty much it. The population is just another facet to the other myriad of things that are problems right now. There's just so many problems right now that you can maybe fix one, but you still got 99. Hard no. times make st strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men, and weak men make hard times. That's look, like if it all crumbles, like look at how much cool stuff that we get to build in that in the rubble, I, I know, right? I know, like right. we get to rebuild exactly. this stuff. I like, just did that presentation. Awesome. I just did that presentation. It's um, gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, yeah. all right. Just let me wrap that up real quick. That's why it's like all the. I feel like a lot of people get it wrong trying to focus on the external. When you have, when you have, you can only, you can literally only focus on the internal. I know, I feel like we had an episode recently about worrying about things that you can't control. All of this plays into, like, you can't control depopulation. You're not Genghis Khan. I mean, you can't, you can't fix it. So I don't, I don't personally see the need to have to worry about it. Sure. Yeah, just more robots to do more work. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Grant. I'm selling bones this weekend at a farmer's market in Ringgold, Georgia, Rabbit Valley Farmer's Market. Um, and I'm going to make a video on TikTok about my fig fig trees that lay rooted. And I'm going to finish up an article for Scott for Thriving the Future podcast. Very nice. Thank you. Um, where's, where's, where's Christopher? There's, there's Christopher. Uh, Securecoop.com. I am working on a coop door opener with phone notifications. And after that, I'll be expanding to go through all, all of the backyard space. I'm currently doing beta testing. And uh, I guess I 
I guess if the beta testing is clean and good and nice and no major issues, we'll start seeing it in people's hands. I thought I would have a video by now, but you know, just time drags and things drag out. We're getting there. We're getting there. So securecoup.com, there's a coupon below and there is a coupon on the website if you sign up for the mailing list where I can keep you updated on the progress of it. Excellent. Thank you. And Drake. Drake. Yeah, um, I'm just here doing my thing. Uh, fall's exciting. I'm about to start having letting the sheep uh, breed and do that co-creative thing we've been talking about here. And uh, about to plant a whole bunch more chestnuts. It's a beautiful time of year. Hauling stuff in and the days start to get short, so it feels real crunch. There's more to do and less light to do it every day. So Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for including me. I really appreciate the thoughtful conversations. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I came back from vacation and uh, I'm like, when did it get so dark so fast? This is, this is <laughs> yeah. dumb. Every day is crazy. Yeah. And I'm Matt Rozier. I operate farmhoplife.com. We're a traveling homestead family. It's a podcast of interviews. This men's forum. I also do a mini series of famous farmers. So like next week, let's see, I just did, I just did Alan's favorite. And then I'm going to have... Uh, What's the next one? I don't know. Some French guy that Alan Savory took all his ideas from. And farm tours. This weekend, I'm going to go to northern Montana to do an interview. Well, a re-interview. I already interviewed this uh, this woman, Lauren. Lauren in the Wild, one of my one of my favorite interviews. So go check out her place. Did you call the hippie this past week for your traveling interviews i did and next week we're going to be talking about jeremy and that guy so cool hope he makes it so we can talk 